Welcome back to the Fantasy Footy Brains podcast. That's right. You're listening to the 108th ranked fantasy sports podcast in the United Kingdom. Daniel and Lockie, how does it feel to be ranked 108th in the United Kingdom for the category of fantasy sports? How are we feeling, boys? We finally made the big time. Oh, love that. We'll crack the 100 soon. <laughs> yeah, everyone's proud. Get around us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, boys, I, seriously, it feels good. It feels good. But how, how are you, boys? Feeling good? Feeling ready? Very good. Yep. Very yeah. good, mate. Got a got a big week of footy ahead. A lot of lot of changes. A lot of injuries again. Seems to be uh, seems to be a cursed old season for injuries. So um, yeah. All right, we'll get straight into it, boys. We'll um we'll start with the rabbits and Broncos game. Um, more suspensions rather than injuries necessarily for the for the bunnies. We've got Kalon Matangi out. Jacob Host in. Uh, Cody Walker also suspended, which means Benji comes in the starting side and uh, Dean Hawkins comes. Uh, onto the bench. Uh, for the Bronx, uh, Herbie Farmworth out with a shoulder. Um, Richie Kennett comes into the centers. Uh, Paddy Carrigan is out suspended. So that means uh, Tavita Pangai Jr. comes into the starting side at lock. Um, that's it. Those, yeah, those are the changes. John Asiata joined the bench in the 20-man squad. Yeah, okay. Boys, uh, those are the changes. What are, we, what are we thinking? What can we expect from this game? Daniel, give me your thoughts. Yeah, look, I don't think there's going to be many implications fantasy-wise. Uh, Colin Matangi is a bit of an, an out for the Rabbitohs. He can be a bit of an impact player, but hopefully Host uh, picks up his game because he's kind of fighting for a spot there in the starting team. Um, uh, based on the bench, he could possibly get 80. Uh, we'll wait and see what Dean Hawkins' role in the squad is, but probably going to be rotating with Benji Marshall or thereabouts. So, uh, yeah, Host should get 80, and hopefully he can actually post a decent score and be maybe an option next week, depending on uh, if he keeps Kalamatangi out of the, the side. Like if he plays well enough, he might actually keep that spot. But uh, yeah, that's a wait and see. I think that's really it for the Rabbitohs uh, on the Broncos side. Uh, Farnworth's a bit of a, a big out for the Broncos. I think he provided a lot of spark in the last, well, last week and the week before that. He's been pretty good there. Uh, but yeah, Carrigan is a big out. I don't think many people had him in their team, but I don't think it's going to change this game. I still think the Rabbitohs are going to run away with it pretty comfortably. What do you reckon, Moon? Yeah, I agree. I think Rabbitohs are going to pump him. Um, yeah, well, the Broncos need to find their form. They've still got a lot of players coming back in. They haven't really had a set team for the last few weeks. Um, Carrigan out, TPJ coming back into the starting team. Um, Matty Lodge been out for a few weeks, and Payne Haas only just coming back into this squad as well. So I think they're still finding their group. But... Um, even with um, a few outs, I think the bunny's going to get up. Um, for me personally, I think fantasy-wise, Colin Matungi has been a little bit more of a bust than I thought. I think most people thought he was going to be. Um, hasn't really been pumping out those those forty-plus scores that I kind of thought that he was going to get. Um, but looking at this bench, I think that this is big for someone like Cameron Murray. Yes, I'm willing into existence. It's going to happen, but I think that um, that Someone will come on for Cameron Murray. He'll push to an edge and host won't play 80. Um, and Mark Nichols and Patrick Mago will probably go and play. They'll play props, Jairo to lock, and Cameron Murray get pushed to an edge, I think. Um, I don't think Jacob Host has been all that impressive. Uh, he wasn't all that impressive in his first game. And unless he comes out and plays out of his skin, I reckon that that's what, um, what, what they'll do here with these rotations. So I expect big minutes from Cameron Murray this week. Yeah, beautiful. Um, 
do we think Jairo sees a like a significant rise in his score this week, boys? What do you reckon with uh, with that well, with the experimental rotation? We don't necessarily know what we can see. What do you reckon, boys? Oh, I definitely. Yeah, I don't think he's going to have a huge rise. He's still playing around that 40 to 50 minute mark. Uh, even with the bench players at the moment, I still, like Dean Hawkins added to the bench, I still see him probably getting about the same minutes. And probably, like you said, a Murray getting a few more minutes. Probably Sewer still playing 80. Post will play close to 50, 60 then, if that's the case for the rotation. But um, yeah, I think he's being used more as an impact player for the Bunnies, not really a like a, a big like tackle um middle but um yeah i don't see his scores probably changing all that much you know he'll get a big score here and there with tackle bus and and the like but yeah not a not a huge um not a huge minute player no fair enough uh on the topic of uh of big scores who do we think's going to top score for this game gentlemen what do you reckon mooney give me your thoughts who do you reckon's top scoring for the game uh damien cook too quick for brisbane i think i reckon he's going to run away with a few probably snag a few meat pies too i reckon what do you reckon, Daniel? Oh, I don't like this. I reckon Latrell. He's he's going to have a big one. Yeah, let's hope so. Boy, oh boy, yeah, could really use it. Yeah, I'll throw him a two cents in. Payne Haas bouncing back. He's gonna he's gonna be massive. He's got a game under his belt now. I reckon he goes big. Only needs a game. What do you, what do you reckon on Payne Haas, boys? He's he's at this stage. He'd be a what? Would you consider him a point of difference at this stage? He's big money, but what what would you say? He's only owned by two point five percent. And he's 933k. What do you reckon, gents? It's absolutely a point of difference, but I think he's got a bit of, bit of cash to lose. If you've uh, if you haven't gone and brought him in last week, I think you can wait a few weeks. Um, he lost, I think, 40, 40 or 30k. Um, yeah, last week hurts. <laughs> but the, the thing is, though, he's he's still playing big minutes, so I think he's just finding his groove. Um, he'll get there. He'll pump out the big scores. He'll he'll bring up a few sixties and whatnot, and be and be right, be right back. You know, but he might come back down to eight hundred and fifty k and sit around there for a little while. So that's what I um, see Painhouse being. But you know, he'll be he'll be a big point of difference if you brought him in and goes big for you. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Um, all right, boys, let's move on to the second game of the round. We've got uh, Warriors versus the Seagulls. Now, finally, the Seagulls might not get blown out. So this could be, uh, this could be a nice game for Seagulls fans. They, they probably don't win, but cheap as they might not get done by 40 again. <laughs> um, uh, unfortunately, we won't get to see a revenge game. Well, I say revenge game. We won't get to see uh, Adam Fanil Blake going up against his old side out with a knee injury. Um, NRL physio seems to think it could be six to eight weeks, so that's that's a tough one. Uh, Bunty of was suspended. Uh, Bailey Sirenin out with a shoulder. Uh, Lisa Narmao, Tohu Harris are going to start uh, in the prop spots. Jack Murchie comes into the back row. Kane Evans comes into the side. Um, uh, Tom Ale or Tom Ale, I'm not I'm not 100 sure on the pronunciation, has also been named uh, on the bench. Uh, uh, Seagulls, Jack Ozevsky, uh was named to start, came off the bench. He's been named to start again. Morgan Boyle out with a shoulder. Uh, Morgan Harper, uh, this is for the Seagulls, obviously, boys. Uh, Morgan Harper uh, going to start at centre. Mo- Moses Suley's out with a back injury. It looked like a fracture or something like that. Again, I think uh, NRL Physio providing uh, that news. Um, Toa Fafoa Sipley uh, has been included on the bench. Um, and we, we might get to see Daniel's favorite fantasy player, uh, Ben Trebojevic. He's been listed in the reserves, so that'll be interesting. Um, boys, thoughts on this? Mooney, give me your thoughts. What what can you see happening in this one? 
Um, look, I think I think Warriors have a win here. Um, something interesting for me is Tohu Harris a prop. Um, I, yeah, and if he plays eighty as well, he's probably gonna. He's been hitting around the sixty mark every week. I think he could could get a few more tackles, being a little bit more involved, maybe. Um, so looking at his stats today, actually, he's actually had a few more attacking stats than I thought. Thought he had a try assist in a couple of games, a couple of line break assists as well, a few tackle busts. So hasn't been doing it purely in tackles. Been averaging around forty five or so tackles um, and almost playing eighty every game. So he's been big this year, and um, yeah, I suspect that he'll go. He'll also go pretty big unless um, the Warriors come out and it's an absolute whitewash. Then maybe he probably probably not as much tackling to do, but. Um, I think he'll go big this week as well. Um, Jack Murchie, interesting to see him play. Um, I haven't actually seen a whole lot of Jack Murchie this year, but Raiders recruit. Um, good to see him get some minutes. Um, very intrigued to see what they do with the rotation as well, whether someone like Tohu Harris plays does get the actual 80 minutes because they've got um, all these bench forwards. Um, but I suppose we'll wait and see. Um, for Manly, love the inclusion of Morgan Harper. Um, I think that's huge. Um, Daniel, what do you reckon? Yeah, I I don't think he'll spend a lot of time in centre, to be honest. I think he should be playing fullback for that uh, Manly side, and I think they'll that if he plays well, he might uh, spend a bit of time at fullback. But I guess for the time being, Desi's got him at centre. Uh, I think with, with Suli out, he could really hold a spot in this team and provide a bit of spark. Uh, but yeah, that'll be... We'll have to wait and see what happens there. DCE really needs to... Will basically pull his finger out and actually kind of carry this team at the moment. They're really struggling for a bit of leadership, as you could see with Jake Trebojevic last week. So uh, either uh, Gerbo or DC really need to stand up and actually get this team over the line because they do have some players that can really be impactful. Like to pound per second through the middle, they're huge monsters. They could easily make 100 to 150 meters each uh, down the middle against this Warriors team. But uh, yeah, they really need to bit of, need a bit of inspiration, some motivation because. You're just not seeing it for Manly this season so far. So, uh, yeah, need some leaders out in that pack. Schuster, still a very good cash cow. And if you don't have him already, uh, definitely get on him. Going to be scoring 40s plus And looks like he's going to be holding a spot in this side with Gajewski not playing 80 uh, most weeks since Schuster's been there. Schuster's been playing 80. So uh, definitely a very good cash cow if you don't already have him. Uh, but, yeah, that, that's all I can really see in this Manly outfit. Yeah, Jason Saab had a very, very average game. Um, wouldn't be surprised if he got dropped. At least dropped. it wasn't in the negatives. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> Zero's pretty close to the He didn't lose negative. you points. He didn't <laughs> technically lose you points. Uh, yeah, but um, probably lost you a lot of cash. Oh, well, not actually, really. His basement price. So <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, was... for a reason. <laughs> he literally can't get lower. <laughs> yeah, I think, um, yeah, like I said, Harper could easily hold a spot in this squad, whether that be at centre or fullback. Um, yeah, I think he's going to be very good this week but um yeah i think i think you summed it up well with with uh with gerbo you could you could see the emotion i'm assuming a lot of people would have seen the clip that fox sports posted him getting real emotional look like he was um he was in tears, so you can tell he's feeling it. He he looked how I felt having him in my side for the last four weeks (laughs) just ready to cry um, beyond frustration right yeah yeah just that yeah those angry tears those angry tears a question for you boys then. If DCE keeps having these subpar average scores, I know they're not going to drop him, but could he be uh, a decent pickup option if he loses enough cash and Turbo comes back in and actually, you know, brings a bit of motivation, a bit of attacking force to this squad? Would What do we reckon? Yes. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah I, I, think, I think DCA. I think DCA's ceiling so high that he's worth it. I mean, the other option is for that price bracket, it's Moses. So it's whoever you think you're going to get the best value out of, I guess. Yeah, DCA's think... got some cash loose. He could be down around Moses' price in three weeks if he keeps scoring around the 50, the yeah, 50 and DCA, mark. DCA realistically has a massive ceiling. So if he, if he keeps missing the mark, but then they get a bit of rhythm with a with that spine with um uh um four and, and yeah. turbo and all that sort of stuff. If that starts to gel, DC realistically could could be back up for the for the second half of the season. So yeah, well, I, I, moment, I think it's a good point. I think the way I see it is DC is trying to do everything at the moment, and at the moment doing everything is doing nothing. He um he's not actually able to create any. A lot of attacking, attacking force. I find. I think Kieran Foran tries to control one half of the field, and DCE tries to control the other half. I, I just, it's not really gelling for me at the moment. So, I think they need that fullback to come in and actually play out the back for them because at the moment Dylan Walker isn't doing a whole lot. Yeah, one hundred percent. It's also it's also tough though because they don't get over the bloody halfway line. They yeah, exactly, they yeah. they they either drop the ball or or for whatever they they're not they're not getting any traction. It's just. So you're spot on. DC, he's he's trying to do a hell of a lot with not much of a platform getting laid for him. So it's it's just tough. Well, I think that I read somewhere that Paseca and Marty the Man against Penrith last week got 99 meters in total that game, whereas the starting Penrith props gained I think 210 or 300 or something big. Anyway, I think it might have been 300, 300 meters. Um, so in saying that, yeah, Manly just haven't had a whole lot of attacking position as well. I so. seriously think they're missing Adam Vanilla Blake this year. It's tough. It's I very, agree. very tough. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. Look, is uh is does anyone wanna wanna pick a, a top point scorer? What are, what are we seeing, boys? Who do we think's going big? I'll 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 go conservative, I'll just say Tohu Harris, I reckon. But what do you boys reckon? Daniel, you wanna go first? Yeah, I reckon uh, Nicarima could have a big game. If Manly's still struggling, Nicarima around um, some tied forwards, a uh, bit of ball playing. Uh, that being said, T-Shek could also be around that top score as well. But uh, yeah, I reckon Nicarima. Yeah, I'm going to say Roger. Um, he's breaking tackles for fun, I think, this week. Yeah, it could Fair. be, yeah. Look, I, I think I think Manly will be in it for for a lot longer than the four minutes they were in it last week against Penrith. But um, I still, yeah, I still think... Worries will be too strong, unfortunately. Absolutely. Um, all right, boys, let's get on to the uh, the next game. We've got this. This will be an absolute cracker. We've got Panthers versus Raiders. Uh, Panthers team, they are 1-17 from last week. Um, if they don't break, don't fix it. Um, Raiders, uh, Joe uh, Tarpany comes back into the side. Um, he's going to start at lock. Uh, Ryan James goes back to the interchange after starting against uh, the Titans. Um, Ryan Sutton, Josh Papali will be the starting front row. Um, yeah, that's uh, that's the those are the teams, boys. What do we what do we think? Daniel, far away. It's going to be an exciting game. Yeah, I reckon if the Raiders can defend as good as they did last week, it'll be a, a cracker of a game. I mean, if that's if they can back that up that performance uh, from last week, because the week before they what conceded thirty odd against the Warriors, and then another twenty thirty odd against the Knights the week before that, so. Uh, yeah, they really need to back up that defensive performance they had against the Titans, uh, against Pan- the Panthers. Otherwise, yeah, the Panthers could be putting on another another big score as well. But um, yeah, should be a pretty tight game. Panthers look much the same. I don't think you're going to see much difference with the Panthers' scores this this year. But um, yeah, they look like they're just going to put on a clinic every game that they play. 
Uh, Nathan Cleary, just kind of a must-have at this point. You've really got to find the cash to get him in your team. I don't see him losing much much cash in the short term anyway, uh, and especially missing out on scores like in the 80s and 90s every week. It's, it's hard to swallow if you don't have him. Uh, and then, yeah, there's just some really good players in this Panthers pack that I'm just trying to think of who do we go to next. Like Brian Toto, you've got... Uh, Viliami Kickout playing really well at the moment as well. Paul Momorowski, one of the top centers at the moment as well. So, yeah, there's a bunch of uh, superstars in this Panthers outfit, and if you if you don't have some of them, you you are a bit uh, bit behind the eight ball. Uh, that being said, in the the Raiders side, Simonson hasn't really been a good fantasy option so far this year. Still looking for a try or just just something to get his uh, points up. Maybe needs a, a forty or a forty five in a couple of consecutive weeks to get those price rises that we need. Uh, and on the other hand, Rapana just breaking tackles for fun. scoring Seems to be involved in everything, Rapana. Yeah. He's spot on. A lot, a lot of traffic his way. Yeah, I think they're really they're really going that side for everything, really. So, like, I I don't think it's, a, like, an issue with um, Simonson. Sorry, I don't think it's an issue with Rapana not getting... Oh, sorry, Simonson not getting enough ball. I think it's just Rapana is just so strong in attack that they're always going that edge. Sorry if that didn't make sense. But yeah, I think Rapana just, yeah, he's just too good to not have around the ball at the moment. And he's just been in everything. Uh, yeah, that's my two cents. Noon. Yeah, I think Rapana could come crashing down to earth a little bit with his fantasy scores this week. Coming up against the Panthers, it's going to be a tough run. Um, so I think you'll find that the Panthers can tackle probably a little bit better than all these other teams he's come up against, obviously. So wouldn't be surprised if he had a, a lower score, not just from purely less attacking stats. Um, but going to be a big one for the Raiders' halves here. I think Georgie Williams and Jack White are really going to have to try and control this game. Um, going to be a big one for their kicking as well, especially if their forwards don't make as many metres as they hope to. But they're going to have to um, really... You know, focus on that and find touch and uh, and geez, I think it's, I think it's gonna be a cracking game. Um, so yeah, I'm not sure. I'm, my biggest point that I want to bring up here is where does Corey Harawira Naira find a spot in this team? He scored, I think, two tries and had a try assist or something on those lines. Maybe a try and two try assists in um, the Raiders reserves game against the Newtown Jets. I think they played. I think they won like forty to not very many. Um, had a ripping game, him and Corey Horsburgh. Do they find their way into this squad somewhere? Corey Horsburgh's on... Uh, sorry, Corey Haru and I is on the extended bench. Um, yeah, I don't see them getting into this squad, really. Like, they've they've got two hookers on the bench there in uh, Starling and Havili, but I'm um, sure you keep Starling there and maybe... Harawira and Naira comes on for Havili, but even then, he's not going to get many minutes. Hudson Young and Whitehead have just been too good this year. Yeah, I so think it's far. going to be injury. I think it's yeah. going to be injury that gets him in here. I don't, I don't think he cracks it on merit necessarily. Sammy D's um, favorite player uh, is just killing it in Hudson Young. He's just doing absolute bits when he when he gets a bit of ball. So yeah, I just I, the, the the back row hasn't put a foot wrong. So I just think, and I think the team's gelling. So I just don't know necessarily that you want to you want to mess with a good thing because the combinations are working. So yeah, I, I don't know that Corey Harawira as much as much as I know you want him in the in the squad, Moon. I don't know that Corey Harrower and Ira gets a gig outside of injury. Yeah, so I figured he'd come in for maybe Havili or C. Soliola. Um, I know C. Soliola's been pretty good coming as an impact player. Havili has, hasn't really done very much for my liking, um, makes a few too many errors, and I think Harrower and I are more, more of an impact player, um, a bit more versatile than what... Oh. 
yeah, the White Havilias. We've got Tommy Starling on the bench, so he probably don't really need a hook. He just goes in the front row rotation. So, um, I don't know. I think it's interesting. And especially if, if uh, Harry Renaya keeps pumping out the performances like he is in reserve grade, maybe it's just, just seen as very good depth rather than um, someone who could crack this Raiders just, team. Uh, just want to get your boys' thoughts as well on uh, on Josh Papali'i. Um the big papa himself. He's he's down sixty k from his starting price. He's cheaper than guys like Jerbo and Nathan Brown, and he's put a few big scores together. What do we what do we think, gentlemen? And he's only owned by four to well fourteen percent is a decent chunk. But what do, what do you reckon, boys? Do we reckon that he keeps rising, or does he? Because round round one and two weren't the best. So what what do you think, gentlemen? Has it been a couple of weeks now, back to back of of good scores, and one off the bench as well with a meat pie? What do you boys reckon? Yeah, he, he, he started slowly in round one, from what I remember. Um, but since then, he's been kind of pumping out 50s um, and then a 67 last week. So, I mean, he could be a potential pickup. He just needs to keep getting... Uh, I mean, he averages around 50 minutes in the front row. He gets about 50 points. Probably not the play you want because his big score came last week where he had a try and a line break for 67 probably don't want a like 50 to 55 averaging middle when there's so many good options in the middle um yeah i I don't know he's probably not a if you have him at the moment sure he's a good player to have and hold uh until later in the year where you want to get the kind of the elite guns but i probably wouldn't be bringing him in now he's probably a bit too expensive um for someone in that middle price uh bracket he's yeah he's He's in an awkward position, really. What do you what reckon? Do you, what do you reckon, man? Yeah, look, I agree. Um, I, he's his scoring's not as good as it was last year. He was sort of, you know, this year he's his fifties and then seventy maybe with a try. Last year it was fifty-five, sixty, and then eighty with a try. Um, and if that was the case, and absolutely the price he is right now, at, I think maybe seven hundred, high six hundreds, six sixty. He is six sixty. My word. There you go. That's what I'm saying. He's he's basically as far as he's concerned, he's basement price right now yeah if you see him if you do see him pumping out 55 60s again then yeah you know what back him um i think it's a good option for that price um although he's around the same price as someone like your adam elliott's your josh jackson's um even if you're back tino to get big minutes again and come back and pump out the same which we all do then um yeah maybe you can look elsewhere but, you but know, i mean he's uh, the other Papali, Isaiah Papali, is scoring exactly the same, if not better, than Josh at the moment, and he's 20k cheaper, and he's awesome. on the rise. Yeah. Like, there's so many other middles that. But, the, are... but those those minutes from Isaiah Papali, those minutes are not guaranteed. So he's played two games from the bench for hmm. round one and two, and he got a 54 and a 61. So, um, if he's scoring those from the bench, and then when he started last week, he got a 76. I'd much prefer to have Isaiah Papali than I would uh, Josh Papali. I think Huge. that's no, that's bold take. No, no, fair enough, fair yeah. enough, hundred percent. Just um, going off stats, yeah. No, 100%. Oh, I don't know. I'm uh... still in denial that Isaiah Papali is good. To be fair, so. <laughs> uh, I, he... I'm he's he Daniel's an Eels fan though, but when it when I hear it, it hits the ear wrong. So yeah, I'm, I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm with I'm with you. Papali, from, uh... Isaiah Papali, that is as a genuine fantasy gun is is it's tough for me for my system to accept. Yeah, he was at the when he was at the Warriors and he was a bit cheaper. And he was coming onto the edge and starting for the Warriors. He was, uh, everyone kind of got on him. It was like two or three years ago now. But um, yeah, he didn't kind of hit those heights that um, he could have at the Warriors. But so far at Parramatta, yeah, he's he's playing 
yeah, out of his skin. So, uh, yeah, I'd go for him over Josh. Yeah, fair enough. Um, who's top scorer, boys? What do we reckon? Daniel, give me your thoughts. Oh, let's go. I'll go a wild card. Let's say Rapina. I reckon the Raiders can uh, ha- put in a big performance here. I reckon there could I, be a lot I'd, of points in this game. I'd like you drug tested immediately. You realize, <laughs> hey, hang on. Hey, have you heard of Nathan Cleary? He's pretty good at footy. That's all I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, well, I know you guys are going to say Nathan Cleary. So what does it matter? It's he's obvious the obvious choice every week. Like, got to go a bit of a wild card option. I'm pumping up the Raiders here. I'm getting around Georgie Williams. Love that. I, I was I was actually going to go. Don't do I it. Was gonna, you, you, you're not going to like it, mate. I'm going to say kick out. <laughs> I hate it. Oh, gross. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Can we like uh, exclude Nathan Cleary for doing these like highest point scores? Because he's, yeah, he's, he's obviously. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> all, right, fine. all right. All right. All right. All right. No, Cleary. I'll, I'll go. I'll go kick out. You're, yeah. Daniel, you're going, you're going, you're going with Rapina. All over it. <laughs> what okay. should happen, Tom? <laughs> I swear to God, uh, you know what? That's that's some humble humble pie. I'll be happy to eat. What what, hap- what happens when he gets less than thirty? Uh well, yeah. Then I'm uh, then I look like uh, shit, don't I? Well, it, c- it couldn't be worse than picking Jamal Fogarty to top score for an entire. Yeah, round. okay. Let's move on. Let's move on. <laughs> don't worry, don't worry. I got you. <laughs> Speaking of, um, we move on to the uh, the Titans and Knights. Uh, Jamal Fogarty expected to play. Copped a, copped a knock last week, but is expected to play. Um, Brian Kelly named to start. Um, Ash Taylor, included in the squad, um, could come into the side, but not too sure. Uh, Philip Sammy goes to the wing. Uh, Anthony Don's out of the side. Um, now the Knights. God, they had a torrid old week last week with injury. Um, David Clemmer. Uh, Name to start, but obviously monitor that as it goes. The big dog, KP, is back, ladies and gentlemen. He's he's not bad at footy either, if anyone's wondering. He's back. Um, Tex Hoy out, obviously. Um, uh, Blake Green's going to start at halfback with Mitch Pierce out. Um, Connor Watson uh, is moved into 5'8". The world's sexiest man finally will actually start. Um, who comes in for Kurt Mann, who copped a nasty knock last week. Uh, uh Chris Randall comes onto the bench. Pasami Solo and Brody Jones are coming also onto the interchange. Um, boys, should be an absolute cracker of a game. A little, little bit more of a dampener with, with the injuries and whatnot. But, uh, yeah, Mooney, talk me through it. Yeah, look, I might start with the Knights here. I think um, oh, the introduction of KP is obviously huge. Um, uh, could be a battle of the of the Queensland utility here if, or fullback, you know, depending on where they decide to go. Um, KP and AJ Brimson. Um, yeah, I think that's going to be a huge battle. Um, KP would be a huge point of difference to bring him now. He's 804k, I think. Um, yeah, if you're backing him to go big off the bat, good week to bring him in because uh, he's obviously not going to be very many teams. Um bringing in a big gun like that for round one um, that he's back. So that'd be a huge point of difference. But I think that it might take him a few weeks to get into his groove again um, off, you know, nasty shoulder injury. So, um, but no, I think it'll be big for the Knights. Otherwise, um, Connor Watts starting at six. I think that's only going to hurt his fantasy scores as well. If he plays 80 at six, um, probably given less... Um, less of a ticket to roam the field and sort of palm off a few tackles and get less tackle breaks, I think. So 
Um, wouldn't be surprised if he hits some lower scores. Um, but look, I wouldn't read into it too much. Kurt Mann will be out probably for just the week um, and will come in and take that sixth spot back and Connor Watson will go back to his usual um, his usual spot. The other thing that could happen with Chris Randall introduced onto the bench, um, which I mentioned to you boys pre-show, was that Chris Randall could come in and play six. Connor Watson will go back and... Connor Watson will go to 13 and Swaso Su will go to the bench um, as that, and that's rotation there. Um, so that'd be interesting. Otherwise, if Randall takes minutes off Braley, I think that hurts everyone a little bit, but Braley's been too good. Surely they don't take minutes off him. Um, might cry if they do, but that's fine. <laughs> um, yeah, I think look, that's probably the main talking points for uh, the Knights. If Dan, you want to talk about the Titans? Yeah, sure. I think Brian Kelly's a huge in for the Titans this week, especially with the Knights missing a few key players. Uh, Kelly could uh, do well in his first game back. Uh, he had a pretty average showing for round one before he was out through injury, so I'm going to keep an eye on him and see if he has another. If he has another average score this week, could be a potential buy in the coming weeks if he uh, picks up his game a bit. But uh, much the same here for the Titans. They didn't quite have that attacking spark last week. Uh, against the Raiders, although the Raiders did defend really well, they were just kind of missing that final pass to kind of score the try of the Titans. So hopefully they can uh, fix the game up a little bit uh, this week. But um, hoping for Tino to do much the same as last week. I know he got inflated minutes because Fogarty was out and Peachy had to fill in in the halves, but um, still hoping he gets around that 60 to 70 minute mark and can still, uh, you know, bang out, what, 60 odd points if he gets that amount of time. So. Uh, really hoping to see that, but I think much the same from the Titans. David Fafita still smashing out 65s for fun, even without tackle busts last week. He uh, still did really well. Fodawaka still scoring 50 from the bench. Uh, yeah, still some pretty good guns here. Fogarty could be a potential buy. We were talking about this last week or in the last pod um, that he could be a potential buy, but needs a bit more consistency to be a buy, and his price is kind of coming down a bit. So, uh, yeah, if he can hit a bit more consistently, could be a buy in a week or two. Oh, well, probably not a week or two, but maybe closer to four to five weeks. Um, but yeah, Brimson seems like a like a sell. I know we've been discussing this previously, but um, would you, if you had Brimson, would you hold him for this game and see how he goes, considering the Knights are a bit uh, bit underdone with some of their injuries and plays? Oh no, I I got rid of him last week. Um, I got I rid of him two of weeks ago. Um, yeah, as I said last pod, um, yeah, he's, he's playing too well and not producing the fantasy scores for to be in my team. So, um, no, I, I don't, I don't think so. But if you, you know, want to hold on to him and hope that he comes good, then by all means, um, yeah, don't know, it's a hard one. Yeah, I think, I think he will become a buy though later in the year. I think he just needs a bit more time i i don't know he's 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 got to be like right he's he played so well last year when he was back from injury i don't see how he doesn't hit that again even after know, an injury if the titans start dominating then sure um yeah I, you can look at his attacking stats the end of last year versus this year um he still had quite a few tries this year he's just not produced the line breaks i guess and or breaks i don't know it's I think it's hard. Maybe if he starts picking up some form, yeah. But as much as I like AJ Brimson, I'm thinking that he's a he's still a still a sell at this stage. What do we uh, What do we reckon with Tino boys? Do we reckon he's turned the corner and he's uh, he's going big from here on out? And it's like a now or never. You you've got to get him in, or because he's he's as cheap as he's ever going to be. Or what 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 do you think, boys? He's been up and down. 
considering there's three Tino owners on this pod tonight, I'm going to say absolutely he has. He's scoring hundreds from now on. <laughs> Thank you, Mark. Uh, God. I think, look, he, if he gets the minutes again, like if he gets even close to 70, like 60 to 70 minutes, he should be scoring 50 to 60 points, uh, which makes him a hold in my book. I think you'd probably want another big score if you before you buy him at this point in time. Uh, he'll definitely make a get a price rise, but depending on his score next week, it'll be not too big if he gets around a 40 or a 50. You probably wouldn't want to... Um, he won't have too big of a price rise, and you probably wouldn't want to bring him in anyway. But even if he gets a, a 60 or a 70, he'll probably only go up to about 600k and still be uh, a buy next week. So I don't think you, you'd lose 40k in waiting at max. So I think it's probably worth a, a wait and see this game before you jump on him, I think, if you don't have him already. What's his break even, Daniel? It is 20. There you go. So, okay. Yeah, wild. Yeah, so even if he gets a big score, I don't see it, you know, skyrocketing. Um, I don't see it going over 600. So, yeah, could could wait. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, who's top scoring, boys? Tino. Um, <laughs> yeah, okay. Dave for feeder for me. I'm going to say KP. Yeah, okay, I like it. Oh, that's a good shout. I think, yeah, two, 2.5% ownership for Ponga. Could be Is a that yeah. high? Yeah, so people have really got on him this week. Um, yeah, wow, because it was 1.3 or something. So that's that's a fair, fair bit of ownership there. That's another 10k teams that added him. Yeah, well, somewhat. it's impressive that people have either got the spare cash lying around yeah. and upgraded someone big or they've dropped someone big down yeah. to KP's point difference. So I think they're, they're big moves and I really like them. Could be juicy. His, his break even's quite high, is it not? So he could realistically lose some. 62, I think it is. Something along those lines. Yep, Daniel might be very wrong. Yep. 62 playing with a completely different spine to what he's used to coming off a shoulder injury. I don't know. It's, look, <laughs> I, I've just I've just backed him as my top scorer because I'd, I'd rather be in his corner than not. But as someone who wants to bring him in, I don't know. I, I low-key think he could, he, he could, you know, miss the mark a little and then... Um, but he could be doing a lot yeah. for the Knights. Yeah, could, the it could be interesting. It's it's that one of those one of those things. Yeah, but yeah, I I think I think you're right. I think without uh, a lot of their guns, I reckon he goes. I think he goes big. But um, yeah, if 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 not, and he struggles with the new spine, he could be it could be a you know a price drop and a buy later. Interesting. Probably Absolutely. a good matchup for him as well. I think there's a few lazy Titans forwards here who are known to miss a few tackles. Who who um, are they? Lachlan, Dino. name them. Uh, <laughs> Daniel's words, not mine. Uh, if you want to say Tino, <laughs> I agree with you. Oi. Top scorer and most missed tackles. Boy, oh, oh boy. <laughs> God, yeah, that, that's a good one for him to come back. Gee whiz. Uh, boys, all right, let's move on to Dogs and Storm. Gee whiz, it doesn't get any easier for the Dogs, does it? Do you reckon they score a point? They re- do you reckon, they reckon they go four weeks straight, no no tries? No, no points? Oh, I hope not. <laughs> all right, look, let's let's get into the team. Uh, Jakey Avrilo is back. Uh, Lachlan Lewis gone with a head knock. Um, uh, DWZ comes in for Nick Meany to start at fullback. Josh Jackson's back. Now, here's a big one. Lukey Thompson uh, returns. Um, Renoff for Tony, Dylan Napa go to the bench. Uh, Dean Britt and everybody's favourite, Joe Stimson, is out. God. Uh, Corey Allen's on the move again. He's moved to centre. Nick Kotrick on the wing. Um for the Storm, could be a big late in, Harry Grant. Uh, he's in the squad, but uh, not too sure if he'll play. He's in, he's in the 21, but we'll, we'll see how that goes. Um, 
look it, again. There's another. There's another one up in the air. Branko Lee is eligible for selection. We don't know if he comes back in or not. Uh, Felice Fusi comes back. Tommy Eisenhuth drops to the bench. Uh, a big Nask comes into the starting side. Tui Kamikameth uh, goes back to the bench. Um, and yeah, those are, those are your changes, boys. Uh, Daniel, talk me through it. Yeah, look, uh, Pappenhausen is a really good chance to back up that hundred. <laughs> I think this week. Um, <laughs> The dogs, even with the inclusion of Luke Thompson and Josh Jackson, still looked very lackluster last week. And, yeah, could be another bad day out for them uh, this week as well. I think the Storm are going to have, especially their attacking players like Jerome Hughes, Munster, Pappenhausen, even Ollam and Adokar could have big scores. Uh, but, yeah, much the same from them. No real big changes other than Felice Kafusi back in, but he's never been really a huge fantasy relevance scorer since his first or second year. Luke Thompson is an interesting one, though, boys. What do we think? Thompson um, had a pretty rough season, no preseason last year, coming in mid-COVID into the NRL, Um, maybe with a preseason and, you know, a a few practice games with teams, I guess. He's got a bit of experience now up his sleeve. Could be an option in the middle, could be getting big minutes. What What do you guys think? Yeah, I think Lukey Thompson gets more more minutes than what Jack Hetherington and Dylan Napa do. Uh, Dylan Napa and Jack Hetherington are big, you know, impact come out firing, force some turnovers, big tackles, big plays. Lukey Thompson seems to be more of a, you know, he's he's solid. Um, he will put on a few big plays, but um, doesn't run as hard and as recklessly as what Hetherington and Napa do. Um, so I think he'll play a few more minutes. I wouldn't be surprised if you see him play fifty minutes or something like that. A prop. Um, um, yeah, I think, so. I, I I think like he only him. goes big to be honest. I, yeah. I like him. I think he averaged around the 45 mark last year, so I like him this yep. year. I think he'll be good. Um, don't know how much he is or what his break even would be. Um, he's 580 with oh, a 45 yeah. point break even. He's pretty expensive, but um, yeah, yeah, I think it's so, a wait and see kind of one. That's a next week sort of buy for me. I would look to see what sort of minutes he gets first. Um, he could get ease back in because lose a bit of cash and then get um get brought back in for bigger minutes next week. Um on the other hand he could just be brought back in because the dogs really need something going their way. Um well he has been playing like he's well not playing NRL but like doing training every week and uh, all the rest of it. But um match what fitness was is something out? different though. Yeah he was out but I mean the Bulldogs match fitness come on. Um, <laughs> Daniel uh, <laughs> I mean they haven't scored a point for the last three games. That's What's so going on? You tell yeah. me that Luke Thompson. Don't worry, Avrilo's back. Avrilo's back. Luke Thompson in. Avrilo to Thompson. Tries for um, fun, baby. But like he was, out, he was out for uh, an eye gouge, I think, or suspended for an eye gouge or something alleged. like that. Uh, alleged eye gouge, sure. <laughs> um, yeah, he could, be a, he could actually be a decent player in the middle, like you see with Josh Jackson and Adam Elliott. He could be another big, uh, big tackle, uh, tackling machine through the middle. Um, I guess it's just a wait and see this game first. Um, good to see Jake Avrilo back. Really hoping he can, you know, run the ball a bit more. He's probably uh, looking at the one to seven, probably the most dangerous player one to seven, other than Nick Kotrick. <laughs> so hopefully, yeah, he can actually run the ball a bit more and take on the line. But I think he's going to struggle against the Storm. Strange, Nick Kotrick's gone to the wing though. Very strange. So. Nick Cotter does play pretty good footy on the wing. Uh, usually does help his fantasy scores as well. Uh, I get at the Raiders, it did um, compared to when he played at um, 
in the centres. I still don't know why they're persisting with Will Hoppawato personally at the centre. I, I like Corey Allen in the centres personally. Um, I think that's a better position for him. I mean, it's the only position he hasn't tried really, so um, <laughs> it's going to have to be good. Otherwise, he's going to be find himself out of this squad. Um, I would like to see Allen and Kotrick pair in the centres um, and Will Hoppawato fullback and Dallin on the wing. Um and see if Will Hopwater can get more involved and you know maybe look a little bit more active than what he does at the moment. Um, yeah. Maybe show some of his seniority and you know order some players around because at the moment, obviously they're not looking too good. So yeah, look, I think it's going to be interesting, and I think that they'll have a play around this team as the game goes on because it could be, a, it could be a very um, poor game to watch. Um, could we see some cricket scores here? So Jackson Tapini open uh, keeps his spot in the team. What do we reckon? Um, no, nah, Joe Simpson's taking his spot next week. <laughs> That's what I like to hear. <laughs> um, no, big old wait and see. I I think that there's nothing certain about um, Jackson Tapini, his minutes or his spot. Um, considering Josh Jackson and Adam Elliott are going to be back to playing their normal roles this week with Lukey Thompson as well. Um, yeah, I, unless uh, did Tapini come? Did he come on a play in the front row, or is he a second rower? He ended up playing, I think, in the at five eight or something like that in the end. Oh, but okay. um, no, he, no, he, I think he, he's he meant to in, be a. He sorry. came. He came in when um he came in and did a bit of the uh the hooker role when um when because Katoa went into oh that's right yep yeah Katoa went into the halves okay and yeah Tapini so he just basically made just bulk tackles through the middle. I think he made 50-odd tackles or something like that. Yeah, played 70 minutes. He was in the middle for a a lot of that game. Yeah, so basically as soon as as Lockie Lewis went off, he came in and then, um, yeah, he played, yeah, basically played a lot of minutes at hooker. He's listed as a second rower, but yeah, Yeah, made made, um, 46 tackles. Looking at the bench as well, he's probably a sub for uh, Waddell, um, like a rotation edge. Yeah. Unless he takes Waddell's starting spot and this, and keeps it for 80, he's not a buy for me. Could even be, you know, taking minutes for Katoa as well at hooker because they don't have uh, Marshall King at the moment and that's a standard rotation. Yeah, um, even if he gets maybe 40 to 50 minutes at hooker, not a bad option because they could move Katoa to the to the middle as well uh, instead of at hooker. Is that enough of a buy? Enough to, to buy him for you though? Oh, he's so cheap. I mean, like... What is he? He only made like 40k. He made 56k. He's 271. I mean, look, if you've got a non-playing emergency at the moment, like a bunch of people do, like a Deets or a Smoothie or someone like that, I mean, he's worth a punt. But um, yeah, I don't mind that. He's probably actually. yeah, he's probably one of the a good cash cow at the moment. But he's not going to be a huge cash cow. Like he might get up to off the bench if he gets 30 to 40 minutes. Plays in the middle a bit more than an edge might um, get 30s to 40s, maybe make you 150 to 200k. But he's got to hold that bench spot, right? Yeah. yeah. Let's uh, let's talk Storm, boys. Uh, who's top scoring? Because it's going to be one of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pappenhausen, another 100. Let's go. What do you reckon, man? Um, let's go. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Who do I pick here? Um, let's go oh, Cameron Munster, probably. You're going to go Cameron Munster? Yeah, fair enough. I am going to go Cameron Munster as much as I don't want it to happen. I'm going to say, I'm going to say Jerome Hughes. I reckon he's due for a, for a big one. Yeah. 
I reckon it could happen. He's putting in bulk kick meters, and if he gets, if he crosses a strike, because he's due for a try, so I reckon if he crosses a strike, I reckon, uh, I reckon he could go big. Um, but yeah, the, it's it's usual suspect sort of stuff from Melbourne, right? Like the, you know what you're going to get from them by now. Basically, there's yeah, if you if you're um, unsure about Melbourne players, they they do the same thing everybody week pretty much. Yep. Yeah. Um, Beauty, let's move on. Roosters and Sharks. This could be a really, really interesting game here. Roosters unchanged from last week. Uh, Satili Tupanua is under a cloud with that head knock. He didn't play much of a part last week, obviously. Um, but other than that, um, same as. Uh, Sharkies. Um, um, Jesse Ramian uh, comes back into the side. Connor Tracy goes back to the interchange bench and Braden Trindle's out. They've got Mortalo and Dugan under some injury clouds, but they're expected to play. Uh, boys, could be an interesting game. Mooney, talk me through it. What are you? What are you gonna? What are you expecting? Uh, yeah. Look, the Sharks have looked pretty good, admittedly. Oh, I suppose they played the Cowboys. Don't you? Oh, um, you... <laughs> <laughs> but look, they haven't looked too bad. People like Chad Townsend have really stepped up, and um, and they are looking good. So I think this is going to really test. Um, test them out. I do see um, the Roosters running away with it. Um, and again, it's going to be much of the usual suspects. Um, I think for me, I'm going to be keeping my eyes on Sam Walker. Um, lo- liked the looks of him last week. I think his score only increases from where it went. Um, once he gets more comfortable, he's going to you know, do... I think it's going to be more of an impact on the game. Um, might not have shown on the stat sheet that he did a lot, but he looked good. So... Um, I don't think there's really heaps to talk about. People like Teddy are going to go big. Um, most likely, Angus Crichton. Um, Nat Butch probably comes in the starting side with Tupanua. Um, he got a pretty pretty nasty head knock last week, so I wouldn't um, be surprised if that happens. Um, for the Sharks, Will Kennedy's been playing really well, so would like to see him have a good game here against a decent squad, uh, against a decent team. Um Really liked what Connor Tracy added in the centres. So I think that he's put a lot of pressure on people like Jesse Raymond and Josh Deegan to perform. Um, but would like to see him slot into this squad somewhere. Just don't know where at the moment. Um, and Matty Moylan to go big again. No, do, you, again do you have Matty Moylan as a, yeah. as a scoring reserve? Or do you have him as a non-scoring reserve? I mean, be honest. Um, yeah, it's I have him as neither. He's not in your team. <laughs> oh, no my way. God. D- that's him. not real. That can't be real. Uh, Matt. Yeah, no, nah, sorry, mate. I um, couldn't fit you in. D- Daniel, <laughs> Daniel, you talk now because Mooney needs to go and have a bloody think. <laughs> yeah, look, I, I think it's not going to be a blowout for the Roosters. I think it'll be a decent game. The Sharks have come off two good wins. They've actually like gelled quite well uh, without Sean Johnson, so they could uh, put it to the Roosters here with a, an underdone side. Um, Sam Walker, like you said, looked very cool, calm and collected last week. Definitely a very good cash cash. Should be buying him this week if you didn't already last week. He'll yeah easily rock it up to 500, 550k. Can you believe only thirty seven percent of the league, thirty seven percent of owners have him? How how, how is there still sixty three percent of teams that do not have him? Yeah, he's an absolute steal as a cheapie. Um, I guess that's probably people that might not be checking their teams. Um, but hopefully that's not like sixty five percent of the people playing fantasy. Yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, it makes all this meaningless, and it turns out me being in the top thirty thousand is really bad, or oh, twenty eight thousand <laughs> is really bad. <laughs> that means that aren't the people that are above me aren't checking their bloody teams. <laughs> but I mean, there are there were some other good uh, cash cows last week, like Sean O'Sullivan, still looking very good as a cash cow. 
um, and maybe not as cheap, but scoring better, I think, than Walker at the moment, maybe 10 points better. Uh, yeah, there's other options obviously there, but yeah, you should have been able to easily fit Walker in uh, as long as there wasn't any burning trades that you had to make. Uh, yeah, I think you covered it all really, Moon. It looks like Crichton didn't lose any points uh, like we thought he was with Kiri and Lamb gone. He's still looking very dangerous and if not scored better last week than he has in the previous couple of weeks. So uh, yeah, looks looks pretty much the same for the Roosters and Sharks. Question for you, boys. How do you rate Angus Crichton against the other mid, um, mid sort of going around? Do you rate him as, is he the best mid available or, um, you know, to score, to score bulk every week as a set and forget long-term? Or do you rate people like Tohu Harris um, above him? I've got Tohu just because I know exactly what I'm going to get from Tohu. Yeah. But Crichton's got a higher ceiling in my opinion. Yeah, he's the he's kind of like your your David Fafita, but for your middle, um, he's gonna get you about fifty to sixty odd without any attacking stats, and then when he gets the attacking stats, it's gonna be up to seventy, eighty. So yeah, okay. yeah, I guess it's the it's the risk you you go for in getting Crichton. Um, you he because he's playing for the Roosters, he's most likely gonna get attacking stats. Is how I think about it. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Boys, who do who do we uh, who do we think's top scoring now? I'm assuming it's going to be a Sharks player because they just beat the best team in the comp last week. So in an absolute nail biter. So I think they carry that form across. What do you what do you boys think? It's just getting sad now, isn't I it? It's tough. It's tough to pick myself up every week. <laughs> uh, what who's top scoring, boys? Mooney, give me your thoughts. Um, oh boy, James Tedesco is probably going to. But no, you know what? I'm gonna go. Um... <laughs> Matt Moylan, redeem yourself. <laughs> I was gonna say Chad Townsend, actually, but yeah, no, nah, I'm sticking with Chaddy. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna say uh, Brett Morris gets another double this week, and yeah, gets like a an eighty. Another double. Ooh. Jeez, that's big. Yeah, I, I reckon Teddy. I reckon Teddy's the easy one. I reckon Teddy probably goes big, even even if he doesn't score a try. I just reckon purely on tackle breaks, Cow. he gets there. I mean, Brett Morris has scored nine tries in four games. What the hell's going on? He's pretty good at footy. Yeah, I mean, if you had him from round one, Jesus, you've made a terrible choice, but you've made a very good choice at the same time. Who'd who'd have thought the 34-year-old winger on his third or fourth club would be be killing it this year as a, you know, far out? He's made nearly 200K, crazy. It's, Man, yeah. it's just bonkers. It's bloody sixties and seventies for fun. He's a, he's almost a genuine. He's he's been a genuine bloody captaincy option with his scores. Is all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Far out. Um. Uh, all right, boys. Uh, moving on to. Uh, again, I I don't want to do this. Um. <laughs> Under the Tigers versus Cows. Uh, Tigers strung a couple of decent games together. Cowboys have gone for the old uh, reverse win tactic the last four weeks. So we'll see how see how we go. Um, for the Tigs, uh, Moses Mboy Moses oh, Moses Mboy has moved into the centres. Uh, Kapoa's out. Uh, Tommy Talau going to the wing. Uh, Cheekam comes under the interchange bench. Um, Cowboys, we get Tamalolo back. We get Tamalolo back. For the love of God, Todd, he's the best player we've got. Give him more than 50 minutes. Um, that's all That's all I'm saying. Uh, so Lolo's back. Obviously, he'll start at lock. Um, 
Uh, Ruben Cotter out uh, with a head knock still. Uh, Josh Maguire goes back to the bench. Uh, Hamiso Tabuai Fado uh, goes from the wing back to centre. Uh, Murray Taolangi is uh, must pass HIA protocols. Kyle Felt also comes back this week as well. Um, boys, be kind. Talk me through it. Uh, Daniel, do you want to fire away? Yeah, I think uh, the Cowboys is big in for them, uh, having Tamalolo back, uh, big leader in the pack there. So hopefully he brings a bit of, uh, I guess, spark through the middle for this this team. They just need, I think the Cowboys really need some just big forwards to step up and give um, their spine a bit of time on the ball. But um, we'll wait and see how that goes against the Tigers. The Tigers have been very good over the last couple of weeks and look like they have points in them. Dewey's big long kicking game is uh, incredible putting up those spirals against Parramatta last week he's an uh, awkward looking human though Adam Dewey yeah in that very lanky role. when he's he, running he, around he looks like he's a henchman or something like that he's like real <laughs> hunched over real hulking weird figure like he's just he's, yeah. he's got a gun gun buddy mid-range bomb but jeebus he looks awkward in the six jumper yeah if he can keep kicking him like that though I wouldn't wouldn't care what he looks like on the field uh it looks very difficult for wingers and uh fullbacks to catch that um, I think Moses Zembai in the centres is probably a better spot for him. Kapoa didn't look all that settled in the squad anyway, and Talao kind of has to be in the squad somewhere. So, uh, yeah, I think that's a good move for them in the backs. Um, Twal needs to get more minutes than 30, I think. Don't you reckon, Moon, this week? I think I think Moon would disagree with that. <laughs> I, I would like to think that Twal gets more minutes, but I don't think it's going to happen. Uh, looking at this bench, they've... F- for, <laughs> for Jacob Little's sake, they... Um, Got they've got rid of their bench utility and move most of them by the center. So little probably plays eighty here, and twelve probably plays forty. So, so what you're is saying is six. Michael Maguire, meet Lachlan in the car park. He's got some things to say. <laughs> Run one out at him, baby. He's got Catch you. Catch these hands, Michael. <laughs> we've got we've got our first official beef of the show. Michael Maguire, <laughs> yeah. you're an, you're an enemy of the show at this stage, Madge. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, sort it out. It sucks, but I don't think Alex Twal um, is gonna is gonna be doing all that good this week. So, um, yeah, look, he'd be one to watch for future weeks, and he's probably gonna lose some cash here. It depends on what they stick with with this bench, but you don't know with this Tiger squad; they change it so often that um, you literally can't pick it. So, yeah, but, I don't think there's uh, there's much to talk about in these two teams. I think Moon, like, it, I think it's pretty much much the same. Yeah, you're right. It's the cows by how much? <laughs> Correct. Yeah. Tom, do you I think Sam comes back into this team? God, I hope so. I just think he looked really, really good to start the year. And the fantasy numbers weren't too bad, were they not? He was. I mean, fantasy numbers were good. He yeah, and in a losing side, it's 30s and 40s, so that's it's not too bad. Yeah, um, a few it's the missed tackle. It's yeah, the missed tackle stat that I yeah. think is I'd, worrying. I just think we need most. we just need points though. Like it, it's it's clearly not helping our defense not having him there. Like we're still leaking the same amount of points. Get him in there for a bit of attack. Like I, I don't know. I, I to be honest, we're we're four weeks into the Todd Payton era. Five weeks. Well, sorry, four rounds into the Todd Payton era, and I don't get what he's trying to do. For mine, he's yeah, it's it's interesting. Um, but yeah, look, I obviously I, I don't know what, what his plan is, so maybe he's got some master plan that's all going to work out. So um, that'll be interesting. Uh, who top scores this week, boys? For the for the for the Cowboys, I'm assuming because we're going to win by a lot. Um, I'm going to say that hard one. Luke Brooks top scores. Fair enough, yeah, man. I'm going to go Dewey. I'm going to say Laurie. 
Okay. We're all going Tigers? Yeah, fair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. think um, purely, although, purely on defensive stats, they're all going to be making tackles all day. Cows I off. mean, yeah, if you look at the Cowboys, they could make a, a ton of tackles here. Like Shane Wright plays 80 again. I think he got close to 50 tackles last week, didn't only yeah, finish, one. Finished with a 61 last week or 62, didn't he? Yeah, I think he, he could be a decent pod option if he gets another 50-60 this week because he'll only be around 500K um, in price. Could be a, a, a look in for next week if he can hold a spot with uh, Gilbert coming back. A lot, yeah, a lot of risk. Um, again, Cowboys yeah. team, you don't know what you're going to get. Fair, but um, yeah, still mm. not. I guess at 500k, it's worth a, a good mid-range pick. Um, depending on how you the rest of your team's looking, could have him as a, a non-player. If you, yeah, if you've got a trade like and trade or two in the bank that you that you're not too fussed about, if you've been relatively conservative to start, maybe if you if you need a point pod, yeah, fair enough. And you, you you you've been talking about it for a little while, Daniel as well, and he's only sort of proven you're right so far. So no pun intended. Um, Love so. That. Thank you. Um, <laughs> that was very good. Thank you. Jesus. Um, so yeah, that'll be interesting. Uh, let's move on to your boys now, uh, Daniel. Eels and Dragons should be a, should be a good clash. Uh, Mato comes back in. Uh, Papa Lee goes back to the bench. Um, Bryce Cartwright, the goat, <laughs> is set to make his debut off the bench. Um, Bra- Keegan Hipgrave and Ray Stone are out of the side. Uh, for the Dragons, Jack Bird comes back. Uh, Willie Army drops to the bench. Jackson Ford out of the squad. Uh, and that's the tail of the tape. Uh, Mooney, talk me through it. What, what can you expect to see? Um, yeah, I think Parramatta go big here. <laughs> um, I really really like the look of Parramatta this year. Reed Marnie has been a god. He looks so good. Um, so, geez, if you started the year off with him, he's <laughs> doing nothing but good things. So, um. Yeah, I think someone like Mitchell Moses as well is really going to thrive here, and he's down at, um, I think he's at 720, so if you can get him in, get him in this week, he's only going to go up in price. Um, Obachat looked good last week as well, looked like he copped a knock to the leg, but um glad to see he's overcome that. Found um, found the line twice last week, but as I said in the last pod, I, um, only getting 42, I think that um, all the attacking and... Everything was done down the other side of on the other side of the field, so um, a forty-two for him was, was good. Um, Matto back in is big for Parramatta as well. Um, I think that's just going to help help that team out a lot. Up, Papali has been good no matter where he plays, so um, it's not going to affect his score. So he's gone back to a bench. So if he's a bench spot, so if you still have him, he's still going to do you good. Um, I think the big thing from here is again Nathan Brown just hasn't been. Who's um, Nathan Brown? Never heard of him. <laughs> Looks like he was going to find the try line last week. He had a, I thought he had a gap, a huge gap in front of him, and yeah. then just didn't make it. So shout, shout out Jaden Rainbow, cost him a multi. dollars <laughs> <laughs> odd multi. Nailed the first two try scorers, then got done in by Nathan Brown with a yawning gap. Yeah, how dare he? But you know, I think that um, the Paramount teams look good, and. Um, yeah, someone like Gutho as well has been a good point of difference option in your in your wing of fullbacks. If someone, if you took the punt and went um, went to Gutho, had a few, um, un, you know, a few errors um, that were very unlike him last week. Um, but it was a bit hard catching those Dewey bombs. So I think he'll bounce back and have a big game um, this week. But it's going to be interesting. This Dragon squad, Daniel, talk me through it. Yeah, so I think. Um... Uh, Fui Mariano's had a few rough games. Uh, only got about 40 minutes last week. 
Who uh, would have thunk it? <laughs> yeah, seems like he's coming back down to earth a bit. Uh, still has a little bit of cash to make, though, so probably a hold. I think his break-even is around the 20 mark, so um, should still hit that this week, but might be looking at a sell. Next week for that, Jack Bird back into the team. I think he's still good. I think most teams still have him. What I think, let's have a quick look at him. 10% of teams have him with a break-even of 20 still got to make that slow burn uh, cash for the next couple of weeks so still worth having him in the squad uh, even if it is against um, Parramatta this week. Uh, Opacek looked good scored two tries didn't quite get the base stats last week but still a very good option in the centers if you have him definitely worth keeping probably not worth buying at this stage but yeah definitely worth holding on to for the next couple of rounds until he peaks. Um, It Looks like Bryce Cartwright is probably there for cover for Ryan Madison at this point. I think Maddo with a with that serious head knock that he had a couple of weeks back, um, Bryce Cartwright's there for cover for him. He's but... not there for cover. He's there because he's the goat. <laughs> I, d- I just don't see where he fits into this squad. Right? Like, Doesn't matter. Play him anywhere. Like Kafusi well, and probably comes on at lock. Raul, I assume that Kafusi, Papali, and Cartwright go on for Brown, Paulo, and Campbell Gillard, and then Will Smith fits on for the three minutes that he'll play in this game. But like Paulo like, and Brown can play big minutes. Smith is probably coming in there to play like the last five minutes in the middle. Um, I yeah, I I don't know Cartwright. I don't see where he fits in because Maddo's a big minute player. Lane plays eighty. Um, the only thing I could think is yeah, he takes Maddo's spot for a like 10 to 15 minutes, but um, yeah, I, I, yeah, it's probably not worth a go really, but um, Papali'i getting big minutes, even from the bench and started last week. Uh, what do we reckon? Is he a gun? <laughs> I'm not. Can't I, do I, it. I don't know. Can't say it. Cannot do it. Can't nah. say it for a bench player. Can you? You just can't, can't do it. Feels wrong. <laughs> Fodawake is the only bench player I'm willing to say is a gun. Jairo. Even then, a, Papali. Yeah, Doesn't yeah. matter. To my eyeballs, Fodawaker, baby. Yeah, look, um, I, I reckon they're getting close to Papali almost being a, an in for like Sean Lane at this point. Sean like, Lane been underwhelming, has he not? Yeah, he's been he's been okay. Like he's consistent, but Papali he's just been so good. He's almost forcing his way into the X Factor as well, squad. hey. Yeah. Um Yeah, it could be it could be a gun. I mean, if you have him which uh, like only 5% of people do, uh, doing well for yourself. Definitely would making you, cash. Would you bring him in? Uh, this round, I don't have sure. the cash to. But yeah. <laughs> if you have the cash, I mean, there's worse options out there. Um, I think yeah. for his price in the middle, he's still scoring consistently. And if he gets the same minutes, if not more, which he is capable yep. of with uh, Will Smith and even Bryce Cartwright on the bench, should be getting decent minutes. Good scores. Yeah, fair enough. Who who top scores, boys? What do you reckon, Daniel? Uh, I'm going to go Junior Paulo. I think this is going to be a battle of forwards, and I think Paulo is going to play close to 70 minutes given their bench. And, yeah, big score. Fair enough. What about you, man? I'm going to say Andrew McCulloch is going to make bulk tackles here. So I'm going to say... Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm going to say Gutho. I think, I think he's got to try on him this week. Got a quick question for you just based on just a centres question. I'll allow it. So... Every person fancy this year seems to have Avarillo, um, Bird, Roberts, Tessie New. Tessie New, yeah. Who are you starting as your... Or Momorowski. Momorowski. Uh, let's not include Momorowski. <laughs> oh, I, I, I don't want to play then. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I start Tessie four. New. 
Tessie Cody's knew. starting. Oh, Tessie knew who they're playing the bunnies, right? Yeah, Tessie knew against the bunnies is a bit of a rough one. Bird against Parramatta is probably your safest bet out of those, and James Roberts against the Cowboys. I think is another good one. Robert Stop been... trying to push James Roberts hey, on us. He's been so consistent. <laughs> like base stats wise for the last two weeks, he hasn't missed a tackle. He's got around the twenty-five ish in terms of base stats. All he needs is a line break and a couple of tackle busts and he's gonna score you thirty. Well look 40. elsewhere, you're not getting those against the cows. What about, what about <laughs> Rock like five eight? Solid defense. Yeah, so against the storm, no, not gonna happen. Yeah, Avarillo. I th- I think they need to move him to fullback or the centers. To be oh, honest, just let him run. Yeah. Don't let him organize. Just let him run. All right, fair enough. I think no, I think five eight. Format. I think five eight is his position, but um, yeah, just needs to do less of the ball playing. Leave that um to Kyle Flanagan. I th- yeah, I think I think he once Flano's had a bit of more experience on some stuff because this is the thing people need to remember. Flano Flano has done very very well. Don't get me wrong. But he's bounced around team to team, and I think everyone's expected him to be Nathan Cleary where, wherever yeah. he's gone. And that's that's what happened when he went to the Chooks. He wasn't, you know, he wasn't Cooper Cronk, so they got upset with him. He wasn't Nathan Cleary, so they got upset with him. He, they they couldn't get it, you know. So I just think I think Flano's playing well, but he's not this experienced old head half that everyone seems to think he's going to be. So I just think I think it's a lot to expect of that young halves pairing. To be completely honest with you, yeah, I think I think they're gonna this this year is basically a write off for the dogs. I think they're really planning for the next two to you're, three you reckon? years. You reckon they're not they're not they're not going all the way this year? I think I think they're really <laughs> waiting for like they really need Burton in there. I think Burton's gonna be their controlling half with Flanagan at six. So what about Avrilo then? Um, Avrilo will either fullback. go to the centers or fullback because they've they've tried like Dallin there previously. They've tried um. Corey Allen there this year didn't pay off. Like that, who else are they going to go? So I think Avrilo is the obvious choice, and I think they should start playing him there this year rather than waiting till they get their stars in to the halves. So yeah, I, I agree. I, no, I think you're spot on. I think I think it's you're exactly right. It's it's not it's not a it's not a not even a top ten year this year. So just try some different things there. They're moving guys from center to wing. Like who who cares? Shake up the spine a little bit. Like, you know what I mean? Do, do like, They can afford to. I think yeah, Barrett knows like, that yeah. he can do... I think he's got, what, three-year contract or something like that. So yeah. he's got a bit of time to sort things out as long as he doesn't get let go before then. Yeah. Um, and Avarillo's not going to play six when Burton gets there. So, like, why... No chance. Like, what's, like, what's the point? You may, you may as well try some different things, to be honest. I don't know. I, I just... I, I don't get it. But, you know, what can you do? I just think, I think dog supporters probably deserve a little bit of a shake-up because they're, they're thinking that this is like the best 17 away, it's clearly not. So, yeah, I don't know. It's, yeah, it's interesting to me because, yeah, Trent Barrett was whispered as this this attacking guru and all this stuff and they haven't scored a point in three weeks. So. Coming from the Panthers, yeah, because he's yeah. the attacking coach, right? And like, yeah, yeah, it was never going to be easy and everyone was like, yeah, he's going to come and change things. Well, but, yeah. But think about it. You've, you've got a, you've got a, like a decent forward pack. Like, I don't, I don't know what the go is there. Like, you got a decent forward pack. You've got a good seven. You've got experienced backs. Like, DWZ was the New Zealand captain for God's sake. Corey Allen was the Queensland fullback last year. Like, you've got pieces there. you, you got Kotrick who's played Origin. Like, you know... It, it can't all be guys yeah. who were only good because of the systems they were in. Like I just, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's interesting. Need so a I, I don't know. I just need a yeah. need a cool senior head to kind of help them there because yeah. when you look at it, there's a lot of inexperience in that squad. And, and Katoa doesn't give you heaps out of the nine spot as well. So it's yeah. and with Jerry Marshall King in and out, so it is tough. Don't get me wrong, but it's not like they should not be scoring every week. I think there's yeah. enough there to be able to put points on the board. Oh yeah, we'll take a field goal first ten minutes. <laughs> Just, uh, Bill, Bill Gull parked the, the bus. 
Oh, they just need to end the drought somehow, right? God. Yeah. Oh, God, it's not that hard. Get me in there, boys. Get me in there. Seriously. <laughs> Get me in there. Cows, you need me? I'll play. Bulldogs, you need me? I'll play. I don't care. I don't care. All right, boys, this may shock you, but we have a fan, and that fan has asked a question. Um, the, so Finner Giz- Gizlison, I'm sorry if I butchered that, has sent through his team. He wants you boys to review it. Um, uh, Bring it on. So let's uh, let's go through it. We've got Jaden Braley at hooker, Connor Watson in the middle with Tino and Ryan Sutton, uh, David Fafita on one edge, kick out on the other edge, uh, Cam Munster Cleary in the halves with uh, Cam Munster Vice and Cleary captain, uh, Zachy Lomax and Momo in the centers, uh, Latrell, Lil Papi and Brian Toto uh, as the winger fullbacks. Uh, on the bench, so the, the starting side, rock solid. Uh, the bench, Bailey Simonson, uh, J- James Roberts, Daniel, your man, uh, Sammy Walker, uh, and Dane Laurie. Um, and then the emergencies, we've got Dietz, Fusatua, and ha- Howarth, and, and who's who's that final one? Hollis. Sorry? Hollis uh, is that is that final one. So Daniel, did you want to give do you want to give your thoughts first on the team and where you'd go with it? Yeah, uh, he's got seventy five k in the bank. I'll just preface that with. Okay, right. Yeah, he's got uh, he's got a, actually a pretty good team. Like his starting score is very good, but I think what he's lacking is some good bench options. So a lot of his cash has been caught up in um, obviously his on field players like Latrell Pappy, Cleary, uh, Brayley. Um, so he really needs to kind of shore up his bench a bit and it doesn't help that you've got three non-playing uh, emergencies as well. It's good to have one, especially because you can use the loop, but um, yeah, probably don't want that many because you want to be making as much ca- uh, cash as you can at the start of the season. Most teams are probably around the, what, $11 million, I think at the moment. So if you're around that 10.9 to 11.2-ish uh, million region for your whole team, you're looking pretty good and on track. But um. Really need to get rid of uh, Dietz and Hollis and Howarth, who are on your non-scoring emergencies there somehow. Probably get someone like a, a Sam... Oh, you already have Sam Walker, maybe like a Jackson Tapine, just because he's available and cheap. Or you get rid of someone that's worth a bit more cash, uh, like a James Roberts, if you don't see him scoring that well, just to upgrade. Uh, you get rid of a James Roberts in one of those emergencies just to get a decent player in there, maybe like a, a Sean O'Sullivan as well, who's going to be a good cash cow. Um, yeah, that's my thoughts. Yeah, look, I agree with you, Daniel. I think there's a red-hot starting team. Um, for me, I'd be downgrading Zach Lomax. Um, I think there's too many options. I'd bring in, like, a, a Tess New or someone like that. Um, just a solid option in the centres that everyone has, and then that way you can actually upgrade some of these. Um, Even Opacek's probably not a bad shout at that spot, hey? Yeah, as well. Also, Opacek... Um, Excellent option, only 400k, I think. So I think Zach Lomax is high 500s, low 600s, I think. So um, for me, I I can live with Dane, Dane Laurie and Sam Walker are good bench options. It's, even James Roberts I can live with. Simonson needs to be upgraded. Um, but I think he's got he's not making any cash, unfortunately. So I think if he can bring in someone like, a, if he can manage like a Sean O'Sullivan, he should make another 100k in the next three weeks. Um, and then you can cash out if you want, and then downgrade to someone who, again, I'm preying on him for the last few weeks. Sean Bloor comes in, base <laughs> price, and then you can upgrade some of these other players. So um, I think you're in a little bit of a sticky spot. Whether the other option is um, you, you downgrade someone else who's 
who's a little bit more expensive as well, uh, and play trades over a few weeks. So maybe when Brian Toto caps out, if he doesn't keep scoring the way he is, uh, you can downgrade him as well. But And bring in Dane Laurie into your starting squad. But again, it doesn't look like slowing down, does he? So, um, Kick-out could even be a downgrade option. Maybe not this week, but in a few weeks. like He's going to have a low score eventually. So um, yeah, he could be a, a, a sell because he's made a bit of cash and uh, pick up someone that's coming through at a mid-range uh, point, like uh, yeah. Papali'i, who we've talked about already. And then... Yeah, Ryan Sutton as well, probably is the, the yeah. downgrade option there. He doesn't probably... He doesn't keep a, a starting spot in this team. I don't, don't think he has one this week, does he? Um, yeah. So, well, I think the big thing to take away from this is work on your bench. Your starting team is mint. Maybe downgrade a couple. Do you also um, think, realistically, the, the one that stood out to me is a potential downgrade because of the money you pay versus the score. Do you reckon uh, Cam Munster could potentially be a downgrade for someone like, hypothetically, like a Cody Walker or, or something? I know he's suspended this round. But that that would free up a hundred k in and of itself, for probably not that much of a drop in the score. What do you what do you reckon on that one? Um, probably not like this it. week. I wouldn't do it I this think, week. No, <laughs> not 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 this week. Obviously, <laughs> I think if you're going to downgrade someone like you Cameron Munster, I'd downgrade to a Chad Townsend or an Anthony Milford or a, even a Sean O'Sullivan, get him in your starting team, um, and then. No, I, I get that, but yeah, for for me, well, Walker was just a name that I threw up. He was just one of the first halves that came up who was who was a fair bit cheaper than um than Munster. I think yeah, yeah. I would go the step down and bring in your your mid range half options who are somehow scoring fifty, or not somehow who are scoring fifties and sixties. Luke Brooks again is another one that you'd probably throw in there. Probably more of a risky option, but. That's what I would do if I was going to downgrade Cameron Munster. That's that's just a few options uh, that you have, a few options that you downgrade, but probably not where I looked first. Zach Lomax is the first option for me that I'd be downgrading. Yeah, fair enough. I think um, if you're a Munster owner, I think just outside of uh, this guy's team, I think a really popular trade if you're a Munster owner would be next week to trade him to like a Mitchell Moses who's going to get consistent 60s rather than an up and down score like Munster's been getting. Um, he, they're both around the same price now, although uh, Moses has quite a high break-even of 64, which he should just about hit this week, but that means he won't make a lot of cash and probably stay, stay stagnant. Munster's break-even is 34. He should make a bit more cash, and then he'll be about the same price as Moses, if not more. So I think it seems like a sideways trade going from Munster to Moses, but you're getting a consistent 5 to 10 points extra. From I, Moses, I also think he's price. Yeah. I think Moses has two things in his favour over Munster as well, is that he's the dominant kicker. Hughes, Hughes and um and Munster seem to have a much more even split for the in play kicking, whereas uh Mitch Moses is the dominant kicker for the for that parasite and he kicks goals. So there's there's little yeah. little differential there for me as well. So that's actually a great shout, Daniel. Uh, I reckon, thank in my you. opinion. Oh, thank you, Tom. Oh. Yes, you're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Just pump your tires up a little bit, brother. Hold on. <laughs> I love that. I've been getting that all week. Love it. Yeah, uh, yeah, my pleasure. Um, uh, now, just quietly, uh, let's move on. Just while we're talking, uh, buying, selling, and whatnot, uh, let's move on to our. Sorry, that that was well well done, and we re- re- really appreciate you sending that question in. Um, I'm sorry, I don't want to butcher butcher the pronunciation of your of, of your name, but yeah, thank you very much for sending the team in. And uh, yeah, people, please, if you've got any questions, uh, any teams that you want reviewed or anything like that, send them on in. The boys are happy to go through them. Uh, but now let's move on to uh, buys, sells, and holds for for this week. What do you what do you reckon, Mooney? Who's who you buying? Who you selling? Who you holding? So my buy is Sean O'Sullivan. Um, 
I think he, he's got a heap of cash to make. So purely for purely for that, um, really like him. Could chuck him in starting reserves as well. Um, should have been pumping out forties and fifties. So I really like that from him. Um, my hold is Cameron Murray. Um, I think he just had a he played um, fifty minutes. I think last week had copped a head knock. I was brought back onto the field, and I just think that the Bunnies are winning by so much that they didn't want to risk him. So. Uh, I'd be holding Cameron Murray. Wouldn't stress that he did only scored a forty. And my sell is Lachlan Croker. Um, he's not really offering anything for Manly anymore. He's sort of reached his break even, not scoring anything above really a thirty without a try, and doesn't really look like scoring a try either. So, um, yeah, I think that if you can move Lachlan Croker on, then I would be. Right. Do you want to go next, Bermo, or do you want to go last? Oh, I'm happy. I'm happy to throw my two cents in now. My buy, my buy would be if you haven't got him already, you should. But if you haven't got him already, uh, Sam Walker. But the other buy I actually had for my team this week was Tino. I think he only goes up from there. I reckon he's lost as much money. He's found his correct spot in uh, in the props. My sell. This won't shock you. My sell is Nathan Brown. Um, yeah, it's uh, yeah, boy howdy. I gave him enough chances. Um, uh, my hold. Um, I didn't. I didn't really have a hold necessarily. Probably just Avarillo for mine. I just think he, he. He. I don't know. I think. I think he might come good. To be honest, I think his. Uh, I think the only way is up for the dogs. So yeah, Avarillo for mine is probably a hold. Yeah. Uh, righto. Um, you said two buys. So yeah, thanks for that. Um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry. Uh, hey, you offered me to go first. Yeah, also. I did, but I didn't expect you to say more than one. But that's fine. Um, I think uh, a decent buy this week, just because he's so cheap and could make a decent amount of cash, break even's quite uh, quite low, is uh, Tapini at the Bulldogs, even though he's on the bench. I still think he'll get decent minutes, make a few price rises, just that big first round score. Um, as long as he keeps a spot, he'll make a decent amount of cash, probably about 100k as long as he gets 30 to 40 minutes even. Uh, even if that only gets him 30 points a game, that's still enough to get a decent amount of cash. Um, my hold is 12. I know Mooney doesn't want to hear that, but I think he does uh, have the potential to still be playing big minutes, even with the bench with three forwards uh, at the moment. Uh, so, yeah, I'd say he's a bit of a hold. And a couple of cells, mainly because of injuries, uh, Mitch Pearson, Fanil Blake. You're probably going to be looking for other options there for Pearson, uh, Fanil Blake. So, uh, yeah, and maybe one more relevant one is probably Jake Trebojevic, taking up a lot of cat, not hitting the consistent mid-50s that he used to. Uh, definitely better options in the middle. Can, can we just talk about the fact that Daniel had a go at me for naming two buyers? Didn't name either <laughs> players I said and then name three cells? Well, just... I'm, I'm last. I can name no, as no, many as I no, want, right? No, beauty. No, no, that's fine. No, no, we'll, we'll, just, we'll just skate over it, but the viewers know. The listeners know. I would have the said Tino, know. but I had. why would I say the same buy as you have just said? <laughs> Didn't sound like you were going to say it. You did. Well, you didn't sound like you broke stride. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. You sound awfully, awfully prepared with Tapini. That's all I I'm had, saying. I had five buys, four holes. Well, I guess we'll never know. I, I guess we'll never know. <laughs> <laughs> Just in case I came last again, which yeah did happen. No, fair enough. Uh, boy, should be an exciting round. This one uh, could be some really, really close ones. That there's. Again, I think it's just the way this competition is going to go. There's going to be a few blowouts, so we could see some big scores. But it uh, should be an exciting one, boys. I'm very keen. How about you? Very keen for it, mate, as yeah. always. Oh, I yeah. actually, one more thing before we do uh, close. We didn't talk about the, the whole 18th man. Doesn't that start this round? Oh, oh do, do, we want to, do we want to touch on the, the rig special? <laughs> <laughs> I, do, you want to, do you want to talk to it, Bermo? 
the eighteenth man, I I think something needed to be done, but I I think I think it's a band aid fix for a larger problem. Um, just quietly, I just think I think we're at a point now where the games. It sounds weird to say, but it might be too fast. I just think with the amount of injuries we're seeing, we already saw a spike last year, but we're now seeing a hell of a lot of head knocks because the game's faster. People are getting into worse positions because they're more fatigued. Um, so yeah, for me, I I think yeah, it's a, it's a band aid fix, and I think Ben Hunt. If anyone hasn't hasn't heard it, listen listen to what he had to say during the week. He he's sort of echoed those sentiments. But yeah, for mine, the game might just be too quick. But yeah, I'll yes. touch on, I'll touch on the Ben Ben comments in a minute. But Mooney, I'll get your thoughts in a minute. Um, that's all right. Look, I like the eighteen man rule. I I I don't like the actual specifics of it. Um, I, the three head knocks or the foul play rule uh, for me is kind of dumb. Um, the whole point is that you're trying to stop, um, you know, players from coming back from head knocks and stuff like that. And, you know, you have it having depleted benches. So for me, I'd be more having just a, you have, you know, maybe a, someone who's been knocked out, you've got an automatic, you've got someone there who you can replace, maybe just one or maybe two, but three head knocks happen sort of oof, maybe twice a year where you something like that happens. Um, I, I don't like that. I think that that rarely gets used. Well, the, so. the first the first time it ever happened was for the Sharks against Parramatta. So, yeah, for me, it's probably a token thing, right? Like, it's... Yeah. Seemed, yeah. I think that, that sucks for the Sharks, but it was sort of a, a one-time... Literally, it is yeah. spot on the, the first time it's ever happened. But, yeah, so. I don't know. It's, it's just... Yeah, it's it's really yeah, it's a tough pill to swallow, but it does bring in the discussion. Everybody, get Ben on on Riggs advice. Get Ben Draboyevich in your team. He's going to be a specialist 18th man. Get him into your team, boys. He bloody will be as well. Um, that's you. You guys have covered the NRL implications, but I guess fantasy wise, it means that some of those like basement price players, uh, if you have them as like a a looping player, might be a bit dangerous. Um. Yeah, it also means that they could come into some games as an 18th man and, you know, mainly due to um, foul play. But if they come into the squad, might get a decent score, look pretty good and might get a starting spot. So it means that we might have more cheapies in the game as well. So uh, there are some fantasy implications there, but um, we'll have to wait and see how big of an impact it actually plays. How, how does that How does that work? Does that, so surely, surely it can't count as a debut for a kid. So say, say you've got some, a youngster there. Surely that that if if they're in the eighteenth in the eighteenth mile, but they don't play, but they have to sit on the bench all game and stay warm and everything like that on the off chance they do get away. Surely that doesn't count as a debut. <laughs> no, it's not because a debut like, unless te- you get minutes, right? Like that's no. Technically, if you if you get picked, I'm pretty sure if you if you're I, I could be wrong here, but I'm pretty sure if you're included in the starting seventeen, and even if you play zero minutes, I'm pretty sure it still counts as a. As it a debut, the game, to be fair, Nick yeah. Lyons won a premiership and did not play at all. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it's still it's still counted as a game. So but I guess eighteenth man is like a reserve, though, right? Like yeah, you're not but, technically but you, but being you, used. But you but you're but you're an active participant, are you not? So I don't know. It'll be That's interesting true. to see how that works because you'd you'd hate to see kids rack up fifty bloody NRL games from from the eighteenth man spot. <laughs> <laughs> zero minutes played. Yeah, zero minutes played, zero minutes played, zero minutes yeah, played. Yeah, I think it's good because you might see players like um your, for the Tigers, like a Jake Simpkin in 18 or for the Roosters, like a Suwali um, might come into the game because yeah. of injuries or whatever. Um, yeah. yeah. Did, you see, did you see the comments Gus Gould made? He said that the teams are going to cheat it. I was like, how the hell are they going to yeah. bloody cheat <laughs> three HIAs, Gus? Three <laughs> I was like, you goose. Three failed um, HIAs. Yeah, yeah no, that's, that's, that's worth it. Yeah, yeah. Leave, leave the analyzing to us. 
Gus. That's all I'm saying. Uh, boys. Yeah, you pelican. Yeah, let's let's leave it there. Let's leave it there, I reckon, gentlemen. Uh, cracking week of footy ahead. Well done, boys. Thanks, mate. Thanks, Bebo. Well done, gentlemen. Speak to you. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Fantasy Footy Brains podcast. Look out for our round five review coming next week.